a citizenship in heaven. Seven years ago this Tuesday, a young man, Akash Bashir, he, 20 years old, was part of a, a volunteer team at his church in Pakistan. And as part of that volunteer team, they would um, just kind of walk around and keep an eye on things. And on this particular day, he noticed someone outside the church coming up and just the hair on the back of his neck went up. And so he went out and confronted the man to say, hello, can I help you? And it turned out his suspicions were confirmed that it was somebody coming to uh, put a bomb in the church. And so he says, well, he stands there and allegedly he says to this man, I will die, but I will not let you go in there. And so the suicide bomber pulled the bomb. Both of them died. And this spring, that young man, Akash, was named a servant of God, a step on the way to canonization. That he was willing to suffer here, knowing that a citizenship in heaven awaits him. And that any suffering he endures, any suffering we endure on this earth, we do not do alone. In our first reading, we hear of God forming a covenant with Abram. And it's something so different, you know, when we hear about animals and sacrifice in the Old Testament, we're like, well, we don't do that anymore. But what's going on there? The first God says, I will give you descendants as numerous as the stars. And that I will give you this land, the land that Abram was in in that time. He's like, I will give you all this land for you and your descendants. But now what I would ask you to do, and this is what God said to Abram, was take these animals, split them in two, and put the two halves on either side, and then just hang out. <laughs> so Abram does that, and he just kind of hangs out. And at the end of the day, as the sun sets, there's this smoking fire pot and a flaming torch, the fire of God, passes between the animals. What's happening there? that God is forming a blood covenant with Abram. And in that covenant, he's saying, if I violate this covenant with you, then what happened to these animals, split in two, may it happen to me. That, that, that's what people would do with covenants in, in the old times, is they would form it in blood, and that they would come to serve and give their lives for the other. And if they violated the covenant, then they, would be, they could be killed. But it's interesting because as time goes forward, it is man who violates the covenant. God, who is perfect and is, is true, cannot violate it. And yet he himself is the one who says, I will pay the punishment if I violate it. We fast forward to Jesus. Again, it's we who violated the covenant, but it's Jesus, God himself, who comes, who stands in our place, who takes the punishment of sin upon himself, who's willing to suffer in our stead out of love for us. Showing us that you and I, that whenever we suffer, 
that Jesus who chooses to take all the sufferings on his own shoulders, that he is there with us. And that the path, this, this path that St. Paul talks about in our second reading, the path that leads us to heaven, when he will conform with his glorified body, our lowly body, that the path is through the cross. But it's not just about suffering. Suffering alone is overwhelming, but we hear in our gospel of the glory to come. That from this moment in the gospel of Luke, Jesus turns his face towards Jerusalem and he's walking towards the cross, which is really hard. And so God gives the disciples this moment, this glimpse of the glory to come. That God's saying it's, it's worth it and remember that when you go through this suffering. You and I were not created just for earth. That we have a citizenship that's waiting for us in heaven. But the path to get there is not easy. I mean, guaranteed it's not easy. I mean, Jesus shows us that that's the path. It's, it's through the cross. But we who are baptized into God, into Jesus Christ as his beloved sons and daughters, that God promises that he's with us and that it's going to be worth it. Last weekend on our retreat, we had a couple come, this man and woman who graduated from NAU, and they were sharing with the students their experience. And so the, uh, the woman shared with the women and this guy shared with the men. And basically, to, to sum up what they shared, is that, you know, they, they got married, I think they're actually married their senior year, in, uh, his senior year in college, and, and they had, it was a glorious day, I know, I was there, and, um, and they just had all sorts of hopes for the future. But what they didn't know was that they would soon experience three miscarriages, that her parents would divorce, and that there would be a ton of difficulties. But they remember that glory of their wedding day in which God made a covenant with them and promised to be faithful, to be with them every step of the way. And then as they stood before the students last weekend with their two children that they have now and their hopes of meeting and being with their other three children in heaven one day, that they said they wouldn't change it for anything that the difficulties help prepare them for the glory, and even now the difficulties continue, but they know that it's worth it. That God desires to, for them to share in his eternal love and peace in heaven, and they're going to continue. So we need those glimpses of glory to come, especially, you know, we're, we're just a week and a half into Lent, but already it's like, oh yeah, Lent, you know, um, it's not easy that our journey as Christians in this world is not easy. And so we need those encouragements. We need those glimpses of glory. And so that's why the father reveals this glory to the disciples to say, look, this is God. And so even when you see him suffering, you can remember that he still is God. He still has power. And that you and I, when you and I suffer, sometimes it's hard to believe that God's still in control. 
Sometimes it can feel like, is this really worth it? But it is. Even in small ways, you know, a few weeks ago we had a senior happy hour. And why did we do that? We do that because, yeah, you know, there's lots to celebrate. There's a lot of energy and enthusiasm, and not just because the spirits were flowing, but, um, but also because there's still papers to write. There's exams to take. There's ap- graduation to apply for. There's jobs to search for. There's friends that we're going to move away from. There's lots of challenges. But the, the goal of, of graduation and moving on and the next step, that, that it encourages us to keep going. So you and I, this day, were reminded we weren't made just for this world. And that even when we experience the weight of the cross and suffering, that God is the one who chooses to go through that suffering with us that we're not alone, that this world is the path of purification. It's not our destiny. That perhaps this is kind of the application process for citizenship in heaven, where Christ will continue to hold our hand every step of the way and promises us that it's worth it.